Welcome to Cricket Only Better, episode 228. I'm Ed Hawkins, betting.betfair cricket correspondent. This is your T2020 franchise betting hub with not one, not two, but three T20 leagues all on at the same time this week. Careful now there, Sam Collins. Careful indeed, Edward Hawkins. Please do two things if you're betting on this non-stop cricket. There's a test and other internationals as well, would you believe? To do three things. Listen to the sage safe advice on the cob, likewise on betting.betfair. And please only bet with money that you can afford to lose. Paul Krishnamurti of betting.betfair is here to guide you. As always, hello, Paul Krishnamurti. Hi, Sam. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Very well. and. Um, Glad to report that you're joined as ever by Richard Mann of SportingLife.com, who is on hand to take us through the first of those franchise leagues, the Bash. All okay, Richard? Yeah, contemplating depression, actually. The thought of the Bash finishing. I don't know what I'm going to do with my mornings, but hopefully you guys can cheer me up for half an hour or so. Okay, what's on the show, Hawkins? Yeah, so we do check in on the Bash because it's uh, playoff time fast approaching. Movers and shakers on the team news could well be crucial in deciding who wins the thing. We have all the key data and the trends as the ILT20 starts on Friday. Who are the players to follow, plus rankings for batting and bowling for the teams involved. And finally, two games in the SAT20 to decipher. And best bets at the end of the show for the first time this year, folks. Let's start with the big bash. Outright odds, there are just four left, but a key game taking place as we go into production. So do please bear that in mind. Uh, Scorchers, 2.98 favourites, slightly surprisingly, as they had to beat the Sixers to book the top two. Second in the rankings at the moment, Heat, who will finish first, are 3.05. Sixers are 4.2 and Strikers are 8.6. I hope you followed that. Slightly confusing. Hawkins, what is the key news? Uh, yeah, there's a Betfair exchange odds for you. So uh, we know Heat are definitely um, going to be getting two bias at the cher- cherry decider. Uh, Sixers and Scorchers playing in the group stage who uh, joins them with that uh, top two finish. But the big problem uh, we've got is team news. Uh, rather, Heat have got a problem because they've lost Colin Munro, they've lost Sam Billings. And Usman Kawaja and Manus Labrachain are no longer available for them for the playoffs. So they've brought Jimmy Pearson back in, but basically they're a completely different team to the one that won the ladder. Uh, strikers, they changed their bowling attack halfway through and are like a team possessed. Uh, but again, Hose and Overton are down for IELT 20. So we expect them to miss the playoffs. Uh, Lynn is injured, but was. ILT 20 bound as well, but we don't think that's going to happen now that strikers are in the playoffs. Likewise, Matt Short, uh, local newspapers reporting that uh, they expect him to be there for the playoffs. He is ILT 20 bound afterwards. So Perth have lost Laurie Evans. He won't be in the playoffs. Sixers, I think James Vince is contracted for them. Okay, uh, Richard Mann, terrible team news for the Heat. Do you have a sweat on? Uh, they were your tip. So uh, the question would be, will you lay them at 
No, the plan is, given they've got two bites of the cherry to get the final try in place in order to lay back at even money if they get to the final or if they trade that shot in the final. Uh, two bites of the cherry is a massive advantage and the, the qualifier is at home. They've beaten Sixes and Perth at home as well. That, do not underestimate how that important that is. The team use... Look, I mean, it's not good for anyone, but they're all missing players. I mean, start with the Heat. They're obviously missing the four that Ed mentioned. Kawaju and Labashin doesn't bother me too much. They've not played much of a part this season. Pearson for Billings. Pearson made runs against Perth. He's been their, probably their best player over the last few years. That's fine, but they really will miss Munro. And they're going to have to fill that gap, and I'm not sure they can. But then you look at the other sides as well. I mean... Sixers not really effective, but they've still lost Tom Curran, who was batting number six and their key death bowler. Perth, for me, I think, big, big concerns. I lost Ashton Turner at the start of the year. I mean, he saved them so many times last season. Now they've lost Laurie Evans, who was covering for Turner, won them the final two years ago. That batting looks really weak because you also consider that they've lost Zach Crawley, who played in the league game. Jai Richardson's gone injured. He's gone from the bowling attack. I'm really concerned about Perth. And actually now, my biggest fear is Sydney Sixers. Okay. Um, Paul Krishnamurti, where's the value here? Presumably it's the, the winner of Perth versus Sixers. Well, very interesting. Really interesting to hear, Rich, who's very much our big bash expert. Um, and I agree with a hell of a lot of that. I mean, first point is on his Brisbane bet. He's doing the right thing there to lay back, to set an order to lay back rather than getting out now. Because, you know, if it wasn't for the team news, I would be saying highly the heat of 3.05 because we know the rules for this uh, qualifier system when you get two bites of the cherry. If, you're, if you finish top two, you shouldn't really be bigger than 2.7. They, those are the correct odds, and considering they've only lost one game, they've won the ladder. That said, they are big losses. It's a negative, but I wouldn't put anyone off backing them at 3.05. As for the other teams, um, Adelaide, for me, whilst they're flying, I don't see how they can afford to lose two batsmen. There really isn't a lot of depth in that squad at all. So I can't really have them. Perfect for all the reasons Rich said, poor value, poor, poor value, considering they're not even guaranteed to be in the top two. Um, the top order hasn't really been firing at all, apart from Crawley maybe. Um, so to lose Evans as well as having lost Ashton Turner, that's a massive blow. So you come down to sixes, indeed. And I think if I had to pick one bet now, it would be them. Because you could back them at 4.3 now. If they win against Perth, which they very well may do tomorrow, then you've got a fantastic bet because they're going to be 2.3, 2.4. And if they lose, well, okay, they'll go out to 6.4, something like that. You've still got another chance they beat strikers who are weakened. So I'd go probably... Sixers one, eight two. Yeah, I was going to say, um, you know, any other spots for the playoffs? I mean, Richard, anything to add to that? Well, can I just mention Matt Shorthead's talked about him there, leading one score at the moment for having a phenomenal season. So in nine innings, he's already made six fifties. Uh, I think there was a 45 and a 39 as well. Typically, I backed him the day, made 39 for 50. <laughs> but he's he's been going off 5-2 to two to make a 50. You can bet that before the game or, or when he comes out to back. Around the 5-2 to two mark, and he's, he's 6 from 9. And as I say, a 30-odd and a 40-odd as well. Insane strike rate, insane form, fantastic player. That I, I'd be getting with him in the runs lines, probably to make a 50. 
Okay. Okay. Um, Paul, anything you want to add on this? Um, well, I don't know if we're so far. I think six is a heap bit of value from there. But I think, you know, we need to see the venues and the odds. But given Perth's batting problems, I would have thought, you know, you generally get about four to one, Josh Inglis, top bat, maybe even nine or two. And I thought that's pretty solid because it really looks between him and Hardy at the moment. Maybe, maybe sort of in the middle order, like Nick Hobson. But I'd go with Inglis and four to one, nine or two. Marcus Harris, by the way, signed for Perth. Uh, and that's um, as a, ever a signing which um, made absolutely no difference to what you're thinking about a team. I think that might be it. Thank you, Marcus Harris. Run explosion. Um, right. What does uh, Richard Mann do in the best bets on the bash? Stay tuned. Every game covered in the playoffs on betting dog betfair, of course. Uh, let's move on now to the ILT20. Um, which starts Friday with Sharjah Warriors versus the Gulf Giants from Sharjah. No outright prices. So instead, a condensed mini preview focusing on key advice. But we have um, tissue prices from the guys. And if Betfair Exchange were to be up now, they may look something like this with the um, Mumbai Indian Emirates at 4.5, the Gulf Giants at fives, Desert Vipers at fives, Sharjah at 6.5, the Dubai Capitals also 6.5, and the Abu Dhabi Knight Riders are at 11s. Uh, Hawkins, please give us some level of download as to how this kerfuffle works. Uh, yeah, top four go through to your playoffs. It's the same playoff system. So you finish first, you get two bites, and you finish second, you get two Bites as well. Golf Giants are holders and they were tipped on this show this time last year. So we've got good form in this competition. Desert Vipers, uh, they finished the top two, those sides. And they met in the final. Mumbai Indians, Emirates third, and the Capitals were fourth. Abu Dhabi Knight Riders, absolutely appalling. They won only once and um, uh, set new records for um, horrific performances in these franchise leagues. And that's quite a competitive heat. Uh, so there are a bit of team news, though, we need to be aware of before we start considering playing outrights uh, in this tournament. So, for example, if Desert Vipers were to get to um, another final, they would lose Afridi, Shadab Khan, Azam Khan and Mohamed Amir uh, because they're going to be needed for the start of the Pakistan Super League. Now, you'll be saying, well, what about the overseas players? You can't play uh, more than four. Well, you can. This is a reverse uh, league in the UAE, so you have to have two UAE players. And we thought last season it would be absolutely key because if you were able to pick up the best UAE players, you'd make a big impact in the tournament. And that is exactly what Gulf Giants did with Sanchit Sharma, a useful wicket taker for them. He probably made the difference. Um, but all of these sides are pretty much hiding their UAE players. Even even the Giants did that with Afsal Khan. Uh, they hid. Um, so just bear in mind that Desert Vipers news. I think that probably might put people off um, when we do get some prices on Betfair Exchange or Betfair Sportsbook, which are imminent. Okay, Hawkins, I'll be coming back to you for some data in a second. But Paul, you've got some betting gold on the pitches, I'm told. Yes, so um, three pitch, three grounds in use. We know them all very well from many a competition over the years. Um, first of all, Dubai, which hosts the majority of the matches. Big, big chase of bias here. Um, just working on last year's alone, because it was all fairly much in line with the history of these grounds. 
uh, 10 games out of 16 went to the chaser. But you may recall the T20 World Cup here. This is a ground where dew is a massive, massive factor in the evening games. So I wouldn't put anyone off really backing the chaser blind at halfway or as soon as the toss is done, really. But you buy. Um, Abu Dhabi, um, this is the one ground where you've got quite a few big scores. And I would suggest that going on last year, they're going to use, you're going to get used pitches later on. So just do it early in the season. So three of the first six games there were 200 plus. Um, and there were no more after that. So there's only three out of 10 overall. So just in the first sort of five or six games back over 190, worth 200, you'll get good odds on that. And finally, uh, Sharjah, which is a um, favorite ground of mine, always a ground for the extremes. We've got to wait and see at least the first few overs of the pitch, see if it's slow or quick, because if you've got a good pitch there, this is a ground where the boundaries are so small, you could easily get a world record score. You know, there was one high score there last year, and it was 241. But other than that, it was very, very low scoring. Four out of the uh, six games were below 150. Um, and that's generally a very, very reliable one, this ground charger. Okay, okay. Hawkins, um, can you do us a favour, go inside the matrix uh, with these teams, please? Yeah, batting and bowling strengths coming up now. So we've ranked them on their economy last season in the latter season. So uh, MI were top batting power with a uh, run rate of 9.1. That's more than two, run, two runs uh, quicker than Abu Dhabi Knight Riders who were bottom and tailed off. And then you had Vipers, and Capitals second and third on batting power, Golf Giants, and then Sharjah. But this is a tournament which was won by, or dominated rather, by the best bowling teams, going old-fashioned style. Bowlers are winning you franchise leagues again. That's what we're saying in, in, in this tournament. So uh, Golf Giants' economy rate of just seven, Desert Vipers' economy rate of just eight. Then we had Sharjah, Mumbai, the Capitals, and then... Uh, Night Riders absolutely tailed off. So the question is, have a team like Mumbai signed a bowler who can help them bridge that gap because they've got the batting power? And the answer is probably, well, no, because they've lost Rashid Khan. He's not going to be playing for them. Um, maybe Akil Hussain, but not really seeing much in terms of ins and outs, which is going to change those rankings at the moment. Okay, who wins this, uh, Richard Mann? And of course, do please say, if you think this is a competition just to put on the back burner. No, I mean, I like MI. Uh, I just think there's so much quality there. And I do like the Vipers. Uh, I know Ed's talked about their concerns about later in the tournament, but I, they've got some they've got some brilliant bowlers right throughout that squad and people who could who could step in and, and fill that void. I wondered if the Vipers would be a really good back to lay and then just I think they'll go really well in the group stages and you might be able to get your money out um, if you don't think there's the, the depth there. Um, as a comp in general, I mean, there's so much cricket going on, isn't there, at the moment. I do think you've got to be careful as a punter and try and sort of dip, dip in and out, specialising. And as like the, I've been all over the bash at the moment, so I haven't really got too stuck into the South African stuff yet. And now the bash is finishing. I've started looking more at South Africa. You can't do everything. And I think if you want to really get across things and try and spot that value here and there, um, trying to specialise a little bit is the way to go, in my opinion. Okay, who wins it, Paul? Desert Vipers. Um, I don't believe that this is these... 
that the betting is correct here. I think it's far too close. And looking at those squads is a big, big goal for me. Um, remember last year, two best sides met in the final, Gulf Giants and Desert Vipers. Well, much as I'd respect Giants, Chris Jordan was a top bowler in the tournament last season. He's not bowling so well now, so I'd be a bit wary of that. They've got a lot hanging on James Vince, who misses the start of the season. Whereas you look at that Viper squad, it's just quality all the way through. You know, um, Hales, I've got here Hales, Munro, Dan Lawrence, Adam Hose, um, with the ball, Patharana, who's a, a T20 specialist, Tina Freedy, Shadow Khan's an all rounder, Sheldon Cottrell bowled really well last year, Hasaranga, another T20 expert, and of course the mighty Tom Curran, right, in that squad. So um, to me, that's easily the best one in there. Mumbai, MI Emirates, irrespected, but I'd still say it's quite an old side and they do lack a bit of bowling. So to me, 4 to 1, Desert Vipers all the way. I think that should be more like 5 to 2, 9 to 4. Personally. Can I just quickly add about the Vipers as well? And I think we've seen it in the bash the importance of having quality wristbin. Um, Brisbane have got it, they've, they've got swept some bowling wristbin. Adelaide are out of it and as Ed said, until they change the bowling attack, they've had boys. Now they've brought in another wrist spinner as well. And it, we see that all over in franchise cricket, wrist spin is vital. And the Vipers have got Hasaranga um, and Shadab Khan. And uh, to me, that just gives them the edge as well with the ball. It's not just about pace, quality wrist spin, and it might just win them the thing. Yeah, so you've got two spinners in the middle there. You got Shaheen Afridi with a new ball, and you've got Patharan at death, who's one of the best deaf bowlers around. It's perfect, really. Perfect. Okay. And they had a problem actually with Vipers last season because they had Benny Howell batting way too high up and their balance was all off. Uh, and they're not going to have that issue this year. I think they've sorted it. So um, I think the back to lay is, is quite a decent idea. Bear in mind yeah. those prices we talked about for the playoffs for the uh, bash earlier. If you can get uh, close to sort of like 2.7 or something like that on Vipers uh, towards the do no more, you might be in business. The three top teams in the bash, by the way, the Sixers, Scorchers, and obviously he all considerably shorter than they were when we previewed that show and we said about the difference between top and bottom, the golfing class. Obviously, it's been the big springer, but the other two have shortened up as well, and you knew that they were going to get this far. Okay, right, guys. Um, enough of the good stuff. Who's rubbish? Richard. <laughs> A charger for me, I, I don't I think that looked awful. I mean, just looking through the squad, I mean, I... I yeah, I, I'm not going to call people out. It looks a poor squad. Oh, Dubai Capitals. I mean, what have they got there? David Warner, liability. Um, Samara Wickrama, he's a good player. Robin Powell, Sikanda Raza, that's about it, really. Okay. Um, Hawkins, what have you got on the top's data? Uh, not a huge amount, really, in terms of players to follow. This is nine games minimum to qualify for your percentages on top bats. Well, I've got a couple of bowlers to. Uh, jot down for you to follow on a game-by-game -game basis. I will say that the SAT20 top bat percentage strategy has been working absolutely perfectly. We'll come back to that in a second. We had three winners already. Um, but Hales, 42% uh, uh, win rate last season. Incredibly, won the first five, and then his form dropped off a cliff. That had something to do with um, Vipers falling away. Vince, 36% for the Giants. Andre Russell at big prices. He copped at 33% of the time last season. So we're going to be playing him probably about six sevens, maybe even bigger than that. Rodman Powell, 
30% uh, for the Capitals. Wasim, uh, Was Wasim for Mumbai Emirates. Opening batsman, 27% returns. So we're looking for a sports book, Rick, perhaps forgetting who he is. And with the ball, there's only two two uh, guys to follow. It's Faruqi, 30%, and Cottrell, uh, 27% on top bowlers. And that is taking into account the new dead heat rules, which uses economy rate to split the bowlers and give you an outright winner on that market. Okay, the big question. Does an ILT20 outright pick make it onto the best bets? Find out at the end of the show. A reminder, of course, that every ILT20 game will be previewed on betting.betfair by our friend Edward Hawkins. So keep up to speed online, please. Now let's get on with some games, some actual games. The SAT20 has made a rollicking start with runs galore. First up, we have Pearl Royals versus the Joburg Super Kings. Bowling Park is the venue. Wednesday is the day, 15.30 UK time is the start. Sky Sports is the channel. Pearl expected to be 1.88 faves on the Betfair Exchange. And Hawkins, as ever, is going to get low down for us. Yeah, Pearl, 11 for you, probable. Roy Butler, Lube, Miller, sorry for my pronunciations. Van Buren, Felicueo, Alan, Fortune, Ngidi, Shamsi and McCoy, Joburg, Faf, Hendricks, Herman, Deploy, Moeen, Ferreira, Shepard, Vitzer, Williamsburger and Tahir. I've got a bit of a view on this Boland wicket. It looked absolutely turgid, awful pitch uh, in when they defended 160 against Pretoria, which was kryptonite for the Pretoria batters. Uh, so what could Joburg do about that to counter it? Well, they could get Ferreira bowling, uh, taking the pace off, giving the gloves to Herman, who's a wicketkeeper, um, keep hold of Tahir in the 11, and they could also get Fangiso in uh, by dropping beats to just give them loads of spinners, uh, and that could be the key there. Okay, I look forward to receiving our complaint from the Lub family. Um, and... Uh... Paul Krishnamurti, do you concur with that pitch view? It did buck a trend. Yeah, it was absolutely what we expected. Um, it's what the stats pointed to, um, in stark contrast to all the others in this competition. So that's now seven games we've seen at Bowland Park. No 170s and only two 160s. And what I'm interested to see is just how much the market takes this into consideration because correctly it has finally started really moving up high after those early big scores it massively underestimated the um, Durban we identified Durban last week as a 200 ground it was it should have been odds on to be 200 it went off a 5-1 to one in that first match there um, and now the lines have started moving right up I wonder if it will go off high at, at um, Bowland Park but on the stats 160 should be better than even money Okay. Um, okay, Richard Mann. Value here, please. Where is it? Joe Berger on rate already at minus 3.3. So are they done? Yeah, Joe look really poor, don't they? Very disappointing. If I think if Parler are anything around 10 to 11, I, th I think they'd be a bet. I'm not absolutely blown away with them either, by the way, but I, I think Joe Berg look a poor team to me. Okay. Any nuggets, Paul? Well, just firstly, just to say, I mean, look. I'm very disappointed with Joe too. That couldn't really have been worse. But I do also think it's still early in the competition and they're a good side on paper and you've got to think that they're going to turn it around somewhere. So I wouldn't be dismissive of them here. 
Um, the one bet I really like here, though, is unders on sixes. Again, stats are bang on here. Seven matches, six of the games were 10 or fewer sixes. I think that the over-under line is likely to go off 12.5, maybe 13.5. You might get 7 to 4, 2 to 1 on 10 or under. So that's got to be the play. Okay, Richard. Yeah, I mean, Jason Rye's looked to spend fast for a while now, but particularly if we're thinking this pitch is, again, going to be hard work. Uh, Sportsbook 10 to 11 under Jason Rye. Uh, his runs line's 21.5. And I'm just going to get his last five T20 innings, 15, 18, 1, 23, and 5. So he scrambled on once, but the other four times he went under the runs line. So I'd be selling Jason Rye. Okay, Hawkins, what's on the tops? Yeah, I mentioned um, during the LT20 preview, we did our stat work on the top run scorers, how often they were winning. Um, we have some good winners uh, on that market. One of them was Luis Deploy, uh, who's kept up his even money record from last season. We were getting 11 to 2. Sportsbook cut him to 4 to 1. So I think we could have probably swerved that, give him a few games off and maybe come back to him. But we're waiting for Joss Butler to cop 44% win rate. Sportsbook have boosted him to 13 to 5. That looks like a play. Uh, we'll also give an honourable mention to Donovan Ferreira at 12 to 1. Uh, he could do some uh, damage in the lower middle order. Okay. Thank you very much, fellas. Game two Pretoria Capitals versus Durban Super Giants at Centurion. Durban expected to be 1.74 favourites on the Betfair Exchange Thursday. Start time, 3.30pm UK time. Sky Sports, Hawkins. Pretoria, 11 for you. Salt, Jax, Rossau, De Bruyne, Verain has got to come into this team. Surely is he injured? The media blackout on this SA20 makes it really tricky. The punters has got absolutely no idea where some of these players are or aren't. Nishan, Corbin Bosch, Hardersfield Joan has come into the team. Ethan Bosch. Adil Rashid and Dapa Villon. Uh, they're missing the captain, Wayne Parnell. I'd like to see Musa Sami back into this team. They're a little bit concerned. They've had a, such a change up after that defeat against Paul. Uh, Durban should line up like this. De Kock, Britska, Smuts, Mulder, Paul, Klaassen down there at number six, Peran, Pretorius, Maharaj, Topley and Gleeson. Okay. Okay, um, Paul Krishnamurti, ground guide, please, because uh, we need to stay on top of some of the crazy prices in play. Simple, simple rules. Bet overs, stick with it. If there's an early wicket, bet overs again. Um, extraordinary stats of Centurion. Um, so that's nine out of 12 games now, 200 plus in the first innings. Um 11 out of 12, 160 plus. So you really don't get any low scores there. And of course, the other day, you got the early wicket. The pass started too low anyway, at about 187, 188. And then you got lost an early wicket and it went down at like 175, which was a, a cracking overs. Um, if you can get big odds on the 220, 210s, 220s, 230s, I'd do it because really sky's the limit at this ground. Okay, um, lovely stuff, Richard Mann. Durban, three wins from three. Bonus point win as well. If Joe Berg are done for, playoffs are guaranteed for this lot then. Four wins got you in the top four last year. Yeah, and what what a team. I mean, that top five is 
well, top six, but top five, he just looks absolutely outstanding, doesn't it? I mean, class and what a cricketer he is. Uh, they look really, really strong. Probably the best team at the moment. I think we had concerns about the bowling. Marahai's done a really good job if, if Topley can stay fit, um, but it's the batting. It just, it's just a phenomenal batting lineup. Paul, you were all keen on Pretoria. What's going wrong there? Well, again, really disappointing start. Um, the batting, obviously, they haven't got enough runs, especially in the first game. I've got to say, though, again, keep the faith. They're too good to fail, too good to keep on failing. You know, top four of Salt Jacks, De Bruyne, and Rousseau is brilliant, and they bat very deep. You've got to let Ethan Boss, who can bat coming in at eight or nine. Um, so stick with them. And one sort of thing about Durban, do they lose Nicholas Paul around for this game? I think because he goes over swell to 20. So this, this could be another game. Be last game. Oh, you think he'll play? Right. Okay. Um, I, th- I just think this could be a game where fortunes change. Okay. You heard it here first. Uh, right. Trades, nuggets, and tops, please. Uh, Paul, you first. Um, again, so again on the sixes, other way around to the other game, overs, uh, nine out of 12 games here with 15 plus, which is the overs line on the exchange. And it's one of those grounds where, you know, you can't really set it too high, a bit like the Wankide Stadium. It's five out of those 12 games, you saw 20 plus sixes. Now, the line is never 20. I think the highest I've ever seen a line is 18.5. So, um, or certainly in recent years. So, certainly, if you can get over 15 and a half, over 16 and a half, well worth a bit. Richard. Yeah, I, no, I can't really add to that. Just runs, runs, runs. I, I like what Paul said about just trying. I think if you, you're wanting bigger prices about these runs, just try and wait for a wicket. Hope there's an early wicket and then make your move. Basically, have your money ready ready in your account as well. Don't be messing about with depositing or anything like that. Just be ready, wicket, go, and, and make your move. I think that's the only way you can try and squeeze a bit more life out of this. Oh, just one other thing as well. I think, I mean, given what we, we're saying about this ground, we're going to get enormous scores. Um, it's got to make sense to back a batsman for man of the match. It's got to make sense. And I'm looking at the prices here. 10 to 1, Will Jacks. 10 to 1, Heinrich Klassen. One for each side. That strikes me as very solid value. Okay. Okay, Hawkins, tops. Yeah, all those prices, Sportsbook, all these prices, Sportsbook as well. Uh, Paul's just mentioned Will Jacks. He's 13 to 5 with Betfair Sportsbook. We're waiting on him to cop from our stats work the other week. Uh, it's four wins in nine for him, so we have to keep playing, I think. Uh, but Clarsen's a very, very interesting one. 100 to 30 with Betfair Sportsbook now, which absolutely makes sense because winning an incredible 70% over the last uh, two competitions, uh, which is bonkers sort of stuff. But 100 to 30 for a guy which batted at number six last time. I'm, I'm not sure. It's one of the rare occasions where I might have to ignore the win percentage. If Puran is not involved, 11-2, to two, Marcus Stoyne is potentially coming in for his first game. He's coming into SAT 20 as well. Uh, Mulder as well has been batting up the order 17-2 to two, and uh, Kimo Paul as well, 14-1 to has been batting up the order, all ahead of Klaassen. Okay. Thanks very much, fellas. Now... It's the moment that you have all been waiting for, hopefully. Um, best bets time. Both guys, Richard Mann and Paul Krishnamurti, have five points each to spend. So we will go to Paul Krishnamurti first and then to Richard Mann. 
Okay, so uh, I have three points on Desert Vipers to win the ILT20. I'll have half a point on Donovan Ferreira, man of the match, in the um, Paul versus Joe uh, JSK game. And then not three quarters of a point each on Will Jackson, Heinrich Glass, and man of the match in the um, Pretoria Durban game. Yeah, I can't promise that I won't put Desert Vipers up next week uh, and be a bit sneaky like that. But I'll kick off uh, under 21.5 runs for Jason Wright in the Par Royals game. Two points on that. Uh, and I'm also going to have two points match shot 50 um, when Adelaide play their... Just let me get the fixtures up. When Adelaide play their... I look at it on Saturday, sorry for that. And then I've got a unit left. I'm going to split state. Mitchell Van Buren, eight to one, and Aidan Fellow KO at 25 to one, top Power Royals batsman. Okay. Thank you very much, both. That wraps up Cricket Only Better, episode 228. I've been Sam Collins with Edward Hawkins, Paul Krishnamurti, and Richard Mann. We are back next week with a test match special. England are in India, and Australia are taking on the West Indies. Plus plenty more besides. Have a lovely week and we will see you next time.